the wrestling podcast about nothing is brought to you by bda radio bda radio doesn't break news they break the news with their wild commentary regarding mma and wrestling head on over to bdaradio.com and check out all of the latest news on the ufc bellator wwe and much more they are proud to be the voice of fans because they are fans themselves bdaradio.com I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dimension? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing, episode 27, presented by BDARadio.com. There are so many pro wrestling podcasts out there covering every facet of the business. So we went to BDA Radio and said we had a different idea for a podcast. Everybody's doing something. We'll do nothing. They said, what's wrestling podcast about? We said nothing. And thankfully they said, we think you may have something here. So here we are. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast, currently on an extended hiatus from the ring, and joining me as always is a veteran of the New England Independent Matt Wars. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on uh, Mike, hold on. Hey, this is my bit. What do you... <sighs> sip of coffee? Had to take a sip of Joe. Now you can proceed. Okay. The irresistible force, the immovable object, broken Brian Malonis. <laughs> oh boy, broken Brian Malonis, huh? I'm the kingpin. Now you can call me the kingpin. I've had I've had a sip of my morning coffee. You're barging into my house here on Sunday morning. I got in at 3 a.m. last night from lovely Hadley, Massachusetts. You look like a million bucks either way. Well, I always look like a million bucks, Mike. I'm worth a million bucks. Broken Hardies. Do you have any interactions with them on, on Friday evening? Very limited. <laughs> Very limited. <laughs> Very limited. Both nice fellas. Both said hello. We shook hands. The crowd loved them. When I got to the building, there was a freaking line. or like the, the We were in like a theater. This was at like Bristol Community College. And outside, like they had a merchandise area and like a, a really big lobby. And the line was like completely around the lobby like it was ridiculous it was just tons of people there i don't know they must have drawn a thousand people to the show on friday night that's just a ballpark i, I don't really know so if anybody's out there poo-pooing the idea that they drew a thousand <laughs> look the place was packed there was a ton of people there it was an awesome show an awesome setup they set up the ring on this big stage and there's people sitting on the stage and the in the lower bowl was, was Mostly full, and the upper deck, the balcony or whatever, was, was had a good amount of people. Like There was a lot of people there, and it was an awesome show. And of course, headlined by the Broken Hardys. I'm a little disappointed because you promised myself and Mike Mills you were going to get comment from the Hardys <laughs> last week. You know, well, I, I, I tried. I tried. No, it's a lie. I didn't, I didn't try at all. Uh, you know, we changed in the same... There was multiple locker rooms, but I did change in the same locker room as the Hardys. Ooh. And... Uh, you know, while they were going over their match, I had to keep walking through like 12 times to get shit out of my bag. So I kept disturbing them. So there was That's that. Polite. Yeah, there was that. I had to keep saying excuse me a lot, you know. All right. So um, <laughs> we did a little something on the podcast feed last week. You might have noticed we put out our something extra, our bonus audio that is uh, exclusively on YouTube. We actually put it on the podcast feed last Thursday where we talked about the worst WWE angles ever. Ever. And the reason that I came over here, Brian, 
the reason I did this is because there's no chance of R.J. Deloise walking through that door. <laughs> R.J. Deloise is not walking through that door. I sure hope not. <laughs> but uh, yes, he, uh, you know, we recorded over Skype uh, something extra last week, and he made his way onto the show. No, he did it. He did a fine job, but you know, still, this is. I just want to know why. Why did you have him as a contact as Brian Buffet in your phone? What, what was up with that? Did Brian Buffet friend you on Skype? Or? Well, I think he he put it himself, right? That's how it works with Skype. You know, you put your know. your username and such. And I don't freaking was... know. Brian Buffet. So you got to talk to Brian Buffet. If you didn't hear it, <laughs> folks, you can listen on YouTube. You can find it in your podcast feed last week, last Thursday. We put that up. And why don't you tweet us? Let us know if you like it as part of your podcast feed. If you like us to send it directly to you via iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher every week, tweet us at the WPAN. Let us know if you like that. Otherwise, we'll continue to do it on our YouTube channel exclusively. And this week, the winning topic, Brian, is the worst booking ideas that we have had. Well, I guess it's for, I mean, you're going to have to carry that that uh, something <laughs> extra because, I mean, I'm not going to really have anything to say on that. The two of us did do some booking for Chaotic Wrestling at uh, different periods and sometimes at the same time. Everything I booked got over like gangbusters, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's not exactly how I remember. But tune in on Thursday to our, our YouTube channel and find out about all of our booking woes on something extra. That's this Thursday. But before Thursday, we got to do this show, Brian. And thank you, everybody, for downloading the show this week. Thanks for hitting the down low button, right? Is that is that how he says it? Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> new ep- new ep- Dead on impersonation. Thank you very much. New episodes of this podcast are available every Monday on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play Music, TuneIn Radio, and of course at BDARadio.com. And if you're listening to us now on the Podcast Radio Network, thanks for tuning in. And you can find us on the Podcast Radio Network each and every Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Go to podcastradionetwork.net for Yeah, more. if you're listening to us out there, tweet at us, man. Tweet at us while you're listening to us on the Podcast Radio Network. We want to see who's listening. We want to engage with our fans. You know, So, hey, let us know you're listening on the Podcast Radio Network, please. And speaking of engagement, Brian... Don't forget those three S's. Share, subscribe, and star ratings. We love all the people who are retweeting the show and helping us get out there to more people. You are the ones that are helping the wrestling podcast about nothing grow. Also, we get a little something special at the very end of the show. Stay tuned. How can you win an I'm a Pinhead Kingpin Brian Malonis t-shirt? You, free t-shirt. Well, how can you win a T-shirt that Mike Crockett's gonna pay for? What? <laughs> I'm kidding. That's not what we agreed I'm to. Kidding. Stay tuned to the end of the podcast. We'll talk about how you can win a I'm a Pinhead T-shirt. And hell, maybe I'll throw in an eight by ten as well, Mike. Huh? Wow. All right. Huh? Before we get into uh, Merv Griffin time, Brian, we got the promo about nothing and all that stuff. Let's get into this week's interview, Brian. A little more than a week ago. Myself and yourself, we went to uh, Atlantic Pro Wrestling in Newbury, Massachusetts. I believe it was my first time attending an independent show in over a year. It has to be. I don't think I've been to a show since I... Well, you're locked down these days. You got, you're on a short leash. You're, uh, oh, you're, your on. time gets scheduled very tightly for you. Oh, come on. So uh, since you know, since I left Chaotic you know, a year ago, March, I don't think I'd been to an independent show. So I went to APW and we ended up speaking to Brian Webster, who's a longtime commentator. He was also the TV host of International World Class Championship Wrestling in the 90s. It was great being there at APW. Everyone's very friendly, and I was able to kind of for the first time, Brian, interact with some of the fans of the show, which was interesting and fun. And there you go. It's very good. See, I told you, man. Yeah, you, you, I sit here and I, I wax poetically about uh, Atlantic Pro Wrestling and the vibe and 
how fun it is, and you got to experience it firsthand. I'm glad you did. And we got to talk to you know the voice of Atlantic Pro Wrestling, Brian Webster, who is just a tremendous wrestling play-by-play man. I think he is outstanding. You know, no uh, no offense to anybody else, and this is certainly not downplaying anybody else's skills, but I, I think Brian Webster, one of the best, if not the best guy, I think that I've ever worked in a promotion with. So. Uh, now, granted, I haven't worked in any of the big companies, so. <laughs> <laughs> although I, I, I mean, I did have Joey Styles call my match a few weeks ago, so you know, uh, Joey Styles is also obviously very amazing and legendary. But Brian Webster, I think, uh, is a guy who, had he gotten a shot, probably could have probably could have done it done it very well on TV with with one of the big companies. I think because I think he's outstanding. Yes. Okay. Let's go to that right now. Our talk with Brian Webster. All right, we're here backstage at Atlantic Pro Wrestling in New Ray, Massachusetts. Brian? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you a backstage pass. You're a mock now these days, huh? <laughs> yes, I, I, I appreciate the help me out. And we are joined here, Brian, uh, with another Brian. He is best known probably in the 90s as the voice of IWCCW, the International World Class Championship Wrestling promotion that had television through most of the Northeast, dating back to the 80s. Since then, he's worked for a number of promotions, and he's now a part of Atlantic Pro Wrestling, as we talked about, in Newbury, Massachusetts, and it is the home of the APW champion, as of right now, we're recording before the show, Brian Malonis, the APW champion. He said that with a little uh, uncertainty there, well, he, like Like hope, hopefulness. Yeah. Uh, he enjoys my misery. I don't know if you've listened to recent episodes where we've been talking about the Brian Buffet debacle, but uh, <laughs> Crockett really enjoys my misery. So, Well, anyway... <laughs> Welcome to the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, Brian Webster. Well, thank you very much, guys. It's uh, it's really a pleasure to be here. I listen to the show quite frequently. I can't say I listen to it all the time, but whenever I get a chance to uh, to check it out, I do, and it's uh, really great to be here. I appreciate it very much. We really appreciate it as well. Brian, to start us off, where did you grow up? I actually grew up in Haverhill, Mass. Oh, really? Yep. Born and raised, and uh, you know, just a fat kid from Haverhill who wanted to get into pro wrestling. <laughs> there I am, 25 years later. <laughs> so you were a wrestling fan growing up? Oh, yeah. At nine years old, I went to my first match at uh, Boston Garden. My, my mother and father, used to, we used to take the train. We used to go into right. the matinees when they would wrestle at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. And uh, I was hooked. Went to one show, and I was, I was hooked. So... Did you get into wrestling first, or did you get into like broadcasting? Where you were broadcasting? I was guy? into broadcasting first. I started okay. in uh, started working in radio when I was sixteen. They're just pushing buttons behind the scenes, doing a lot of stuff. Moved up at the station, and uh, then I decided, hey, I can do this and be in wrestling at the same time. Hopefully, because uh, I wanted to wrestle, but my parents put the squash on that when I was a kid. So. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> so. How did you get hooked up with IWCCW and the Savoldis? I was watching their show on Sports Channel one Saturday morning, and they ran. They used to run this promo. Uh, you want to be a wrestler, referee, valet, manager, blah, blah, blah. We're looking for announcers. I'm like, hey. So I, I had just gotten married two months before, and my wife came home, and I explained what I wanted to do. She kind of looked at me funny, and she said, well, if that's what you want to do. So I called the office. They put me in touch with... Tom Savoldi, who's a cousin of, of Mario, right? and I said, well, I can't promise you anything, kid, but come on up. No promises. So uh, so I went up to Laconia, New Hampshire. It was October 24th, 1991, and uh, the ring announcer didn't show up. So I did a tryout in the back. I did a few things on camera, and then they said, hey, you want to ring announce tonight? I said, yeah, sure. So that's that's how I got started. 
Wow. For some reason, yeah. I thought I thought you were probably from New Jersey because that's kind of where the offices were. The Parsippany, sure. New Jersey. Parsippany, I remember, New you, Jersey, remember yeah. you saying all the time every week. <laughs> but so you would travel to New Jersey because you know you started doing ring announcing, but then you ended up being like the host of the show, basically. Sure. Yeah. For a time, the show was uh, the wraparounds were done in New York City. For another uh, period of time, they were done in Portland, Maine. There was a stretch where we did them out in Phoenix, Arizona, you know, and then we went back to Portland, Maine, and that became uh, the home until they uh, until they closed up shop as uh, NWA on fire uh, right. five years ago. Yeah, maybe three, four years ago now. Yeah. So they would fly you to like Arizona. They and would, yeah. Stuff yeah, like that? we would do like um, we'd do like three or four weeks at a time. Sometimes. 10 weeks at a time and uh, we'd do all the wraparounds one day and then next couple of days we'd do voiceovers all day long and you also did um commentary as well right yes yep did that come after the hosting or uh that was uh, actually some of it was during we would tape the matches i wouldn't go to the tv tapings uh but they would tape the matches and then we'd do the uh commentary back in the studio Okay, so you'd throw to yourself at, at, in the ring. Yeah, let's commentary. get back down to ringside. And, oh, Brian Webster here. Well, he was just over there. Yeah, you know, low budget, shoestring. You know what I'm talking right, about? Right, right, <laughs> So uh, you mentioned the Savoldis, uh, Tommy, Mario. How was it working for them? You know, I really, I never, ever had a problem working with them. They, they gave me the chance of a lifetime to get to do something that I love so much. And uh, I will always, always be indebted to them. I seem to remember a uh, a tremendous mullet. Did you have a, a a lovely mullet at one point? I didn't have a mullet, but I had what they used to uh, describe as Vince McMahon snap-on hair because <laughs> I would slick it back, and it was a lot longer back then, and I would just kind of slick it back and spray it so it wouldn't move. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This guy always taking shots, right? Oh, Just always you know. taking shots. <laughs> always going to be on your toes. Here we are with Brian Webster. Uh, before before, before a big event tonight, he's going to call this event live tonight, and, and you're sitting here busting his chops. Here's our guest, and you're being a jerk. And all I'm going to be thinking about is him calling me, to, reminding me of that awful hairdo, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. I, I, I just, I, it just stuck out of my mind. Just watching it as like a, a child. Uh, no, it's funny. Like my my intro to you, because um, I, I don't remember much about about IWCCW. I think might maybe a little. No, I guess not a little young. I guess I was probably teenagerish in there. But what was uh, I bought, had bought some wrestling DVDs. Oh from yeah, the Walmart. legend of the five dollar bin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I remember seeing you on those. And then I had come here to APW and. Oh my God! It's the guy from the five dollar wrestling DVDs. So uh, I think it was like Maccabee Mania or so, something like that. Was like one of them. Like the oh, great. Yeah. There were there were all kinds of wacky uh, wacky subtitles to those videos. Eh? Yeah, there's and there's still like uh, yeah, you can still find them today if you go to your Walmart as you said and like the the five dollar. Yeah, the royalty bin. checks are pouring in. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So. Um, Doing the wraparounds you're talking about, um, hosting the show, you did a lot of that with Tony Rumble, didn't you? Yeah. I lo- you know, I love that guy. When I first started, I traveled with him back and forth to Maine. He lived in Revere. Right. I lived in Haverhill. I'd go down, I'd pick him up. We'd go up 95. He'd tell his stories. He really um, shared a lot of his knowledge about the business with me, and um, the, those are 
probably my favorite road trips of, of my entire 25 years I've been in the business is working with Tony. Yeah, I mean, he's he broke me into wrestling like uh, 1998 for the uh, CWA, so I definitely have a lot of memories of of Tony. He's just... <laughs> he's Tony, yeah. yeah. He's one of a kind. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely one of a kind. Now... IWCCW was originally ICW, but when you started, it was already International World Class Championship Wrestling. So were you around at all when, when Kevin Von Erich came in? No. I was. No. Uh, I started uh, probably about six or seven months after he was, um, he was already gone. I think he just did a few appearances. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was mostly a... Um, a deal where that was brokered where they where the Savoldis purchased the uh, some of the world class championship wrestling footage. Right. So they brought Kevin in to sort of promote that and and kind of pr- promote the uh, the the merger or of some. I right. guess you could call it a merger. And uh, Kevin did his his appearances and then and then was was all done with the company. So it kind of ended up being just WCCW. The they just used the name. It didn't really correct. Yeah, yeah. it took about show was fifty eight minutes and fifty seconds with commercials, and by the time we would uh, finish saying the name, it was like forty five minutes. In, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot of time for wrestling. <laughs> it definitely, it definitely was a mouthful. And uh, for people that don't uh, know IWCCW, they weren't like guys contracted. It was a lot of guys coming in and out. So uh, it must have been kind of tough to keep a week-to-week TV show together. Very tough. Very yeah. tough to tell stories that were meaningful and to keep the audience interest. It was a lot of, you know, like up front, you know, oh, you know, Brutus Beefcake is coming. Oh, you know, Greg Valentine's coming. Oh, all these great legends, which is great. Don't get me wrong. Right. But it made it very difficult to to tell good stories um, on the product. Because I remember there was one angle that... uh kind of got some play was the honky tonk man and ravishing rick rude right talking about uh, who is the greatest intercontinental champion of all time yeah do you know the two never wrestled yes. in international world-class championship <laughs> wrestling <laughs> i i would say they probably ran that promo for about 16 or 17 weeks and the two of them never locked horns inside the ring <laughs> so that's the that's the little rib on that <laughs> On that promo, you know, yeah, like, it, it never really happened. So you're working for Impact Wrestling now? Is that is that what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Wow. I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> oh no, Brian. Oh no. Oh my goodness. They're they're in some hard times. They're in some hard times. But um, <laughs> so another thing about running week after week after week. I remember Tony Atlas beating Vic Steamboat for the IWCCW title, and sure. that was played week after week after week as well, right? It sure was. I, I think that was about 13 or 14 weeks in a row. Yeah. Here's what happened last week, in case you missed it. <laughs> hey, two weeks ago, guess what? We got a new champion six weeks down the road. Hey, just in case you were away, let's show it to you one more time. <laughs> Did it ever get frustrating? The Oh, all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah all all the time. I, I, had a, I had a lot bottled up. Um, you know, I mean... I was having fun. I was uh, enjoying myself. Uh, I was doing a job. They were paying me to do something, so I I kept my mouth shut, but my mind kept working. If you know what I mean, like a, right. You know, if I had to, if if I had a say in it, I would have made a lot better suggestions. If I had to go back and and talk to them more about it. You know? yeah. yeah. Did this kind of yeah. uh, 
sustain you or do, do you have to uh, have other work oh to... i have a real job yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right <It's... laughs> that, that is far removed from uh from professional wrestling it, yeah it says, I'm, I'm not even in broadcasting anymore no this is uh, apw is all i do right now and it's you know it's it's so much fun and i still live very close to where the shows take place in newbury so it's a nice easy in easy out and loads loads of fun the question I have, so you said you, you would just go kind of in the studio and just uh, for hours record the, the voice yeah. of work for the matches. Like, And here at APW, you call the matches live. Like, yeah. I don't know. Explain the difference. Because for me, like, I don't know. It's got to be tough to just, especially if you're doing it hour after hour after hour, to lose some of the organic oh, definitely. emotional it's, you know, reaction. It's a great question. And it's definitely a lot better to do the commentary live as the match happens than to watch the match that perhaps you've already seen three or four times, Vic Steamboat versus Tony Atlas, and <laughs> and and um, still maintain that enthusiasm. And it does get very tiring towards the end. So much, much better to call the action live as it's happening. In IWCCW, you always did it in the studio? Or did you ever go to the TV tapes? In IWCCW, always in the studio. Towards the end when they got involved with uh, National Wrestling Alliance and they were NWA on fire, we did the commentary live at the events, which was great. Right, okay. Curly Moe. Curly Moe. He is one of those <laughs> figures that people remember from IWCCW even uh, you know, however many years later. Yep. Uh, do you have any memories of Curly Moe? He, he used to tell a lot of great jokes uh, off the air. Um, he, I only met him one time. We were doing um, some voiceovers for the show, and uh, he was actually billed as wrestling great Don Zaleski. And... Uh, that was he was it was Curly Mo. Oh, uh, okay. So playing he, himself, and he was he was he was off camera. It was just your voices calling Correct. the action. Oh, I see. Yeah. I get it. That's yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Very interesting. I heard he's a school teacher now. Really? Yeah. Not, somewhere in upstate New York. It seemed like that voice that he did almost like hurt to do. That that yeah, high pitched voice. Trying to keep that up for any good amount of time would be painful. Was it was it a more baritone voice? The uh, his normal. Voice? No, no, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 it wasn't so high pitched as it when he was in character, but right. Moving on to some other guys that were in uh, IWCCW at the time. Um, were you around the Tasmaniac at all? Yeah, as a matter of fact, the night I started, I walked into the back room where they were doing some promos, and there was Tasmaniac. And uh, I said, hey, I saw that guy on TV. You know, I was, it's just a kid. You know, I'm green. <laughs> I'm looking at all these guys. I'm like, hey, wow, this is really cool. And really, really great guy. Also gave me a lot of advice when I first started. And, you know, he, he went on to do great things. Yes, Taz, yeah, obviously, course, if, if yeah. you didn't know. Yeah. yeah. How about Tommy Dreamer? He was like a stalwart in IWCCW. Same thing. Uh, he was there the first night I started also. I think he might have started around 88 or 89 I think he started as one of the Madison brothers. <laughs> I think, yeah, uh, T.D. Madison, Madison yeah. yeah. Uh, that was done by the time I got there, and uh, he was Tommy Dreamer, wildly popular, and, uh, you know, just a, a great guy also and a really good worker. And the Kingpin has uh, some difficulty with Tommy Dreamer in the past. Why are you always going to bring that up? I was going to ask, <laughs> did he have his green suspenders? Uh, at this, at this uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, he, I think he did. Green suspenders, blue suspenders, he, baggy he's pants. He's always going to bring up my yeah. misery. He's such a dink. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I mean, you were kind of—I I, kind of felt your eyes on me as I mentioned Tommy Dreamer. I felt like that stare into the back of my head. I don't, you know, I'm going to slap you someday. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
I, I, I'm just asking the question. Gentlemen, please take it outside. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's Brian Wetzel from IWC Stubby Fantastic. Uh, was Mondo Clean already gone by the time you got there? Uh, no, uh, but he was uh, on his way out. He, I think he had just signed with WWF at the time. Right, he became Damian Demento. Sure, yeah. Um, he was he was on his way out, but I remember calling a match with him and Little Guido. Wasn't Little Guido at the time. James Stone? That's it. Wow, you got a <laughs> great memory. James Stone. Uh, for he, wrestling, I do. For anything else, my memory's terrible. He just totally destroyed Stone. I mean, and I remember at the end of that match saying, I don't know if we will ever see James Stone in a wrestling ring again. And about 15 years later, I saw little guido at, at an event and he said hey you remember that time you said that i would never wrestle again look at me now <laughs> <laughs> so we had a laugh over it tremendous <laughs> uh now another one name that people think of uh, when it comes to iwccw is uh for a much different reason is the tag team of the undertakers because they there was an issue with them and the undertaker from wwf because they had the name first were you were they around at all or were they already no but that legend was talked about a lot i mean really right. not a legend it's true yes. um, that you know there was some kind of trademark and copyright and names and and this that and the other legend has it that the savoldis sold the name to wwe whether or not it's true i don't know but wow they were one vicious tag team. Yeah. Massive. I remember uh, yeah, Val Great, Pucci great. Uh, just a great uh, team. Yeah. When I, when I, when <laughs> I, such a letdown. <laughs> just a great, great uh, team. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Val Pucci would come into uh, when I was working for Tony. He's just like a really very nice guy and a really, really big guy. And just to see him come off the second rope and just kind of. Oh, yeah. Drop his full weight onto somebody. Yeah. It's, uh, it's crazy. Yeah. Yes, it's it's. You feel very sad. It's like you didn't think James Stone would ever wrestle again. I didn't think you know Joel Davis would ever wrestle again when after he, <laughs> Joel after he was uh, <laughs> the real deal. Yes, indeed. I didn't think after uh, Valpuccio dropped on him. It only took twenty six episodes, but we finally have mentioned the real deal, Joel Davis. We have so many friends who are going to be so happy about this. Little. Well, he is uh, an IWCCW superstar, right? Well, little uh, side note, he and I had our tryouts the same night. Really? Yeah, he wrestled, uh, let's see, uh, Tubby Muffet, the Irish farm boy Tubby Muffet from <laughs> Tilton, New Hampshire. Now, we were... <laughs> That's a true story. Right. We were in Laconia that night, and I announced Tubby Muffet as Tilton, New Hampshire. He got the biggest pop of the night. Yeah, I, I have a Tubby Muffet story. <laughs> what? <laughs> so he, um, this promoter or this guy said he was a promoter. Contact me for this was, this was years ago for like a show he was running in Vermont, um, and he told me he used to be Tubby Muffet. And then they booked me for the show. They advertised the show, and then like a couple weeks before the show, it got canceled or whatever. But yeah, so I've had I've had phone conversations with Tubby Muffet wow. over over a booking. So. <laughs> wow it's uh luminaries <laughs> we're, we're just talking about the stars and the superstars tony rumble 
wanted Tubby Muffet to be the Muffin Man, Tubby Muffet, and have him come out and give away baked goods, dress in a baker's uniform. <laughs> I thought it was a great idea. Never came to be, but what a great idea. Everybody loves the Muffin Man. <laughs> <laughs> what about... Um, I know Paul Heyman was around briefly. I'm not sure. It might have been before you came around. It was before my time, yeah. yeah. But I do recall calling matches with him involved where he would have the, the phone. You know, I mean, back in the day, we're talking yes. about that giant phone the and giant you'd have brick. to pull, yeah. the, <laughs> pull the antenna out. <laughs> it, he, that guy had it right from the beginning. Yeah. You know, I mean, phenomenal. So IWCCW, how did that, stop i know it went on like it morphed kind of into nwa on fire but how did iwccw kind of uh, in 1994 down? uh the decision was made to go back to icw and okay. there was a real considered effort to uh separate it from world-class championship wrestling and all of the older footage a lot of new uh footage was uh filmed in uh, Orwigsburg, Pennsylvania. They always found these great small towns where nothing was going on. Right. And when wrestling came, oh boy, you know, 5,000 people are going to come see wrestling because there's nothing going on. Exactly. Looked great on TV, yeah. right? <laughs> so, uh, so they became ICW for a while and then uh, they stopped running live events for a long time and repackaged a lot of their old footage. Uh, also got involved in IWA Puerto Rico and retooled some of that footage for a while. You did? Uh, yep, yep. I called some of those matches as well. I went there a couple of times. Uh, they did a pay-per-view, but I think it was island-only pay-per-view. Uh, it was um, the Honky Tonk Man and... Rick Rude? No. Oh. <laughs> but what <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin Kelly were the uh, commentators on that, uh, and I did some backstage interviewing stuff. Okay, uh, and I think that that's probably in the five dollar bin now too. Uh, <laughs> but uh, then after that, uh, they got uh, into partnership with NWA on, and, and with the NWA became on fire. But there was a, a point in time where you were doing stuff for Knuckles Nelson. Am I correct? Wrestling Star Wars. Yep. In the summer of two thousand, the Savoldis were not running any live events, and um, I hooked up with Knuckles at uh, Salisbury Beach. He was running his own promotion. At the Champs as, Arena as a, there? Uh, Champs was in 1995. Um, that was run by Big City Mike, Yes, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yep. And in 2000, uh, Knuckles was running uh, at the Pavilion, which was at the end of the beach, right on the water. Oh, okay. And uh, that was sort of an homage to Tony Rumble, you know, to carry Tony to help carry Tony's legacy through so had a lot of fun work in there too there's a lot of great great local talent that that came through those doors so when did NWA on fire really ramp up and was that after Knuckles stopped running or it's a long many years after I think Knuckles stopped running in 2002 or 2003 and then I did some just some videos for the Savoldis uh, for a couple of years and then uh, they brought me back in to work for NWA on fire, uh, 2008, I think. And I did that from 2008 to 2011. Okay. So were there any other promotions during that time period since like 94? Was it 94 when IWCCW and ICW kind of stopped? Uh, yeah, no, there was just, there was IWCCW, ICW. Then uh, I think it was New England 
pro wrestling at Champs Arena. Mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah, that sounds I weird. only worked there for a summer. And yeah. It was a little messed up. <laughs> we'll just say that. <laughs> um, and then uh, back to the Savoldi's and then to Knuckles Nelson's promotion and then uh, back to the Savoldi's and now here at APW. Right. Um, any memories with uh, NWA on fire? I know. I mean, any memories with me? I mean, I was in NWA on fire as well. I know. We used to, <laughs> you remember we used to travel up to Mexico, Maine. Yes. Talk about small towns in the <laughs> middle of nowhere, right? This place was the roller skating rink, the high school, the police station, and the civic center all in one. <laughs> it was a crazy place, but they loved the wrestling. I, I would know they didn't, they didn't book me. So. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's that's sad. They booked everybody else. So I don't know how he didn't get oh, in. Oh yeah, I know, right? I saw some of the names I used to go up there. Like, what the hell? What's wrong with me? I don't know how you didn't get in on that. That's <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, Luke Robinson, he was the the champion for a, a number he, of years. He was the champion for a while. Yeah, they call him Bobby um, Robinson, didn't they? Yep, Golden Boy Bobby Robinson. Yeah, uh, great, great in ring talent. Surprised that he didn't move on to. Uh, bigger things yeah, in, they did in the wrestling. Tough yeah, um, he was a great talent. Brian Fury was there for a while, mm-hmm. and Brian was their champion also. Tremendous, uh, as far as I'm concerned, legendary talent in, in New England and uh, in wrestling in general. Let's not, to me, it's like if you're a great wrestler, you're not a great wrestler in Massachusetts or New Hampshire or Chicago. You're a great wrestler, and right. the end, you know. No matter what I say about this guy to your left on TV, yes. he's a great, great champion and a great talent inside that ring. And today, I think that uh, there are very few, very dedicated talents out there. It, I, I could probably count them on two hands. Brian Malone is definitely one of them. Brian Fury, definitely one of them. Now I know why you really wanted Brian Webster on the show here. <laughs> of course. The guy's a big fan. Why wouldn't I want him on? I need somebody to talk nice about me on here. You're not going to do it. So uh, so NWA on Fire stopped running in around 2011. Uh, they went on, I think, till about 2013. Oh, okay. I, I, I left due to uh, a personal issue Uh, not with the company but in my personal life a a catastrophic event happened and uh so i got out of the business for a while and um yeah we did miss seeing you up there (laughs) no really really? really? yeah sure sure yeah where's (laughs) webster yeah who cares (laughs) (laughs) no we all uh you know we loved uh hearing your commentary and stuff like that so it was it was uh it was too bad that (laughs) that you had to uh leave but when did um you come back to wrestling uh, August of 2015. Wow. Last August, uh, I got invited by uh, uh, Big Woody and the brass of Atlantic Pro Wrestling to come down and check out a show and say hi. A lot of my old friends were here. And so at first I said, nah, it's okay. Just, you know, I just wanted to say hi and I hope you all are doing okay. And then I got thinking about it. And, you know, once once you're in, like you can never get out. You know what I mean? They always drag you back in. So... Um, <laughs> So one thing led to another. He said, hey, you know, just just come check out a show and see what you think. And then uh, so I was sitting there and all of a sudden uh, Ed Hunt, who was doing commentary at the time, said, oh, would you please join me? Would you please join me for this uh, for the for this matchup? And it was uh, John Poe uh, the night he won the title. Mm -hmm. And uh, I would once again, I was hooked and the rest is history. Here I am. 
and now you're getting to call the, the greatest championship reign in the history of the company. Sure, I mean, sure. Whatever come you on. say, Jim. I mean, like, <laughs> it's like a perfect like marriage here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Things will be different later on when he throws the towel at me and threatens me with bodily harm. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I don't remember. I don't recall doing this. I, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, Atlantic Pro Wrestling. Um, I mean, we're here in Newbury, Massachusetts, and we'll see if the reign of the Kingpin will continue after his match with Brian Fury here. Well, there's a rumor Brian Fury might leave his boots in the ring tonight, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, hey, he's retiring, right? Farewell tour? I guess so. Um, Where did he announce that? Do you remember? It was right here on the Wrestling Podcast about nothing. Wow. There you go. There History you go. History in break, the making. We don't break news. We break the news. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, indeed. So you're enjoying yourself here in APW? You I see yourself ha- doing this for a while? Oh, yeah, until they close their doors. And I don't see that happening anytime soon because these crowds keep coming. And, of course. Of course, with the champ, Yeah, huh? you know. Who's the, on the, top, The, the man at the top of the mountain <laughs> for now, Kingpin <laughs> Brian Malonis. Uh, and uh, what a great, great bunch of people. Just getting together and putting on a great, great wrestling uh, performance uh, every month. And I am just, I am having the time of my life. I said this uh, to some of the folks that, that are here that I, this is the most fun I've had in 25 years in wow. wrestling. And I, I hope it goes on for 10, 15 years. Until they throw me out, I'll be here. That's that's amazing. <laughs> uh, it's been great to talk to you, Brian. I mean... Thank you. I I, I real I I gotta admit I was very surprised. I was very surprised to get the invitation. I was like, what do they want to talk to me for? You know, but I really appreciate it. Legendary, it, it, the a, legendary a, voice. It's, it's an Brian honor to, to sit with you guys and and chat wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I, I I will say just you know very serious. I think I think you're tremendous at what you do. I, I respect you. I what you do that. Um, so much and much just like like my namesake here. We're a couple just a couple of Brian's. Uh, I've talked many times about how uh, APW here was. Uh, maybe started to realize that yeah, re- professional wrestling can can be fun again. I'd maybe you know lost my way a little bit as far as wasn't having a ton of fun, and it is. It's a cool show. It's a cool place. Bunch of good people. Joe, For Big sure. Woody, yeah. uh, Derek, all the all the crew. Hopefully, will listen to this. Better listen to this, <laughs> bastards. No, but uh, but no, but seriously, um, I thoroughly enjoy your work uh, as you you know, somebody Likewise. else one professional to another you know thoroughly enjoy your work and I think you are outstanding at what you do thank you very much and and I've said this before you guys make it so easy you, you go out there and you just leave it all out there and uh, you give it your your all and then some when you think when I think you've 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 done everything you can you go five more miles and it's it's I, I admire what you do very very much and uh, can people find you on the Twitter they can find me on the Twitter at <laughs> Brian Webster APW. All right, fantastic, Brian. It's been uh, great to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. I very appreciate much. it. Likewise. All right. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thank you, sir. All right, and we'd love to hear your feedback on our interview with Brian Webster. Tweet us at the WPAN. Go on our Facebook, Facebook.com/WPAN. Do you want more interviews like this? Who do you want us to interview next? We'd love to hear from you. So go to Facebook.com/WPAN or at the WPAN on Twitter. Yeah, and if you follow Mike, if you follow me, if you follow the WPAN, please go over, give Brian Webster a follow, give Atlantic Pro Wrestling a follow too. Go find them, search them on on the Twitter. Yes, indeed. And speaking of Twitter and all that stuff, it is Merv Griffin time, of course, named for Brian's favorite episode of our favorite show, of course, that is Seinfeld. 
It is a talk show within a talk show. We sit down and talk. We talk to you, and most importantly, you talk to us. We've got a voicemail, Brian. It's from my new best friend. He took very <laughs> he took very good care of me at APW. Let's take a listen. Hey, Ben. Crocs sucks. Big Woody again. Gonna tell you, Crocs sucks. When I went into this episode, this last podcast, thinking that uh, Kingpin may have been a little off base with the whole WWE light thing with TNA. Wow, did you guys make his case? Seriously. That I, I really, I don't want to criticize, but that was a piss poor effort. All right, guys. Great show as always. Thanks. Bye. Just as I said, he was <laughs> treated me great. He was my best friend. He did, uh, he's a gentleman, a scholar, and look what happens. Well, did, did you listen back to the episode? Yes. And I know Mike Mills is out there listening, so shoot us a tweet when you, when you hear this week's episode. And I'm assuming he listened back as well. You guys did a hell of a job making my case. I didn't. I didn't hardly have to do anything. Uh, well, I, like I said, if we had uh, had you watch like the, one of the Hardys, the only but your only your only basis and justification for that TNA is different is the Hardy Boys, which I agreed with. The Hardy Boys, uh, yes, are are very different than anything WWE is is producing. The Hardy Boys are are, are Hall of Famers. The rest of it. The, the package as a whole is WWE Light. And that's not me saying, like, I hate TNA or anything like that. I just said they're presenting a lot of times lesser version of the same of the same thing rather than being a true alternative like a Lucha Underground. I think Ring of Honor presents a an alternative as well because of the way they present uh, their professional wrestling. They present it like a sport. They try to present it more in the... Japanese flavor of like the way the way they market wrestling in Japan as as a sport and as a legitimate contest where TNA very storyline heavy very you know backstage vignettes and things of that nature that that's why I'm saying they are WWE light I I don't believe they are a true alternative I believe they are the same thing like they present the wrestling in the same way I maybe WWE light is just an offensive term to me it's just the way well, it's meant to be offensive it's the same <laughs> thing not as good like uh, <laughs> i don't know all right but i'm not like not shitting on them i'm just i'm saying like if you want you can't put you can't say you're an all true like a true alternative you're just doing the same things am i right and if you're gonna do the same things you better do them a lot better than the established brand is that not a fair statement I suppose so, Brian. I suppose so. Okay, if you want to leave a voicemail for us, we'd love to hear from you. Call 401-584-9726. That's 401-584-WPAN. Let's continue this debate. Start a new debate. Do whatever you want. Heal laugh. How about that? Please call the voicemail line. The other way to participate here on Merv Griffin Time is using our hashtag on Twitter, hashtag WPAN. Let's take a little dive here into the tweets this past week. Brian, uh, Steven says he is at HHHGuy2004. I agree with at Brian Malonis that Aaron is just a guy in TNA, but always enjoyed his work in WWE, so I will continue to support. I mean, we support Aaron Stevens, yeah, Aaron I, lo- Rex I love Aaron completely. Aaron, it's just yeah, dude. it's just. I hope he has huge success. I hope. I, what I really hope is that he ends up back in in WWE. Is what is what I hope, and they give him an opportunity to shine. That's what I really hope for him. Yeah, we we were just commenting on the his presentation as uh, Aaron Rex. Uh, it just wasn't really connecting with me anyway. Uh, with you too, Brian. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying I, I actually watched part of this week's episode, and he was on um, the Eli Drake show there, and I, I don't know. Yeah. Just, like, 
dummy. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just just a big disconnect for me. Like I don't know. Uh, I I don't I don't think the way he's being presented is indicative of, of his talent. I think I think we're both saying that. Like it's just right. he's a supremely talented guy and has shown an unbelievable ability to to get over with the crowd. And I, I don't I don't think it's being presented in in, in a way that he can right now. Yeah, and wrestling-wise, as we mentioned last week with uh, Mike Mills on episode 26, the the wrestling part uh, as part of this grand championship uh, round system, that part of it just that doesn't help the guy out at all either. No, I I, I mean, and, and, and kudos to them for trying something different. They're trying to be different. They're trying to offer... They actually are trying to be different here. Thank you. Uh, in this case, I don't necessarily think different is better. It's a very tough format. I, I, I think... I don't know. I don't know how it could work. You know, I'm, I'm sure there's probably a way, and there's probably guys who go out there and and make it work in some capacity. I, I just, it's beyond my mental scope of professional wrestling, and maybe it's because maybe I'm too narrow-minded on that. I don't, I don't know, but I just, I don't know how you present a compelling match with three three-minute rounds. Yeah, I was listening to Killing the Town, which is the new podcast with Lance Storm and Cyrus, and. Lance Storm spent some time in, uh, I think, Germany, and they did this round system. He said they're, they're guys like Fit Finley who know exactly how to work a match like this, but he couldn't really get the rhythm. It's Yeah, it's something that I guess would take a lot of getting used to to figure out how to do, and maybe they can figure out at some point. Yeah, well, you get somebody they don't have Fit Finley as an agent. I mean, WWE has Fit Finley as an right. agent. I mean, if you're going to do something like this, I, th- I think it's you, you, you put a lot of thought, a lot of effort, a lot of – and I, I mean, I don't know the – backstage you know how their planning goes or whatever if you listen to bruce pritchard's podcast uh <laughs> this past week yeah uh makes you really question that but uh, you got to have somebody there to lead the division somebody who knows what they're doing with it somebody who understands the psychology of it uh and how to put it together and i, I don't know if they have that yeah all right let's uh steven also says something about uh SpeedoChubby.com. He said, <laughs> pics of Jimmy can't be any worse than what he wears in the ring, but I'll take Brian Malone's word for well, it's it. Pic- it's pictures of Jimmy in the ring, in his in his trunks. <laughs> it is Speedos. So, uh, yeah, if anyone has gone to SpeedoChubby.com and would like to comment, please uh, use our Twitter at the WPAN and let us know what you think. I want some damn sponsorship money from SpeedoChubby.com. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, TK at THog94 says, Brian Buffet is no more, while at Brian Malonis rejoices, at Crocsox is devastated. Yes. Brian Brian Buffet made a, a brief, fantastic comeback, but no more. No more. Such a shame. John Morse, my best friend, my new best friend, John Morse, at J-O-N-S-U-P, R-M-N. He, he tweeted at the Bella Twins. At Bella Twins, he tweeted, tell at WWE Daniel Bryan, bring back window date with Todd Sinclair. He's, he's, <laughs> I, he's lo- I love this man. I love this How man. How many new best friends do you have? Uh, I got a couple. I mean, <laughs> you're working your way up there, Brian. Maybe someday. <laughs> but uh, John Morse, he's fighting the good fight. Win a, win a date with Todd Sinclair. He did. He did call me out for. Uh, he didn't get his high five on uh, at top rope. Really? Yeah. You, you got I, a t-shirt? I, no, I arrived late. Uh, I was too late for the meet and greet. There was no intermission, so uh, I wasn't. Uh, yeah, I wasn't able to be out there. Uh, but the next show you attend that I'm on, come get a free high five, and uh, if you buy a t-shirt, you can have a free eight by ten. Wow. Huh? How about wow. that? I'm gonna give him mood. Wow. <laughs> the, that is the WPAN discount we were talking about last week. All right, Jason Stewart at jstewart zero nine 
2-0. He is the co-host of the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. I was able to chat with him for a couple minutes at APW last week. Uh, he says, hashtag WPA again, worst angles ever, McMahon's illegitimate son, or the Japanese shampoo commercial angle with Edge and Booker. I forgot about the Vince McMahon illegitimate son angle that ended up being... Hornswoggle. Yes, it did. Because uh, Mr. Kennedy got nabbed for wellness, right? Was it, it was something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, We, if you listen to the bonus audio, something extra last week, we talked about the worst angles ever. You talked about the WCW invasion. RJ Deloise, who was on the bonus audio, talked about Eddie and Ray, and Eddie's claiming to be uh, Dominic, Ray's son's actual father. And I talked about Katie Vick and... Uh, we forgot about Mr. <laughs> Kennedy. So, yeah, they're definitely. Kennedy. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. There are. We can go an entire podcast. Uh, maybe about... we should sometime. <laughs> hey, that's a hell of an idea. There we go. Worst <laughs> WWE angles ever. Yeah, there is some real stinkers out there. What about Choppy Choppy the PP? What do you think about that one? <laughs> I thought it was funny as hell <laughs> well, I, st- I still i still say it all the time well you were also 14 right something like that yeah <laughs> no it's probably like uh, 16 or 17 somewhere in there but yeah choppy choppy your pp okay so remember folks use the hashtag wpan talk to us on twitter at the wpan that is the podcast twitter thanks to everyone who's a part of mercury time this week we look forward to talking to you on twitter hearing your voicemails and we will bring you the best of it next week on the wrestling podcast about nothing. All right. It's time for this week's promo about nothing, Brian. But before we get into that, let's talk about our sponsor. People ask me, what do you mean, BDARadio.com? What does the BDA stand for? Banks doing it all? Mike Mills going to be happy. Sasha and Charlotte are having the first ever Women's Hell in a Cell match next Sunday here in Boston, Brian. But will they get a chance to be an event? Can the women do it all, Brian? Well, I can tell you that BDA Radio does it all. Mixed martial arts, pro wrestling, and the most unique commentary on the internet. They don't break news. They break the news with their wild commentary regarding MMA and wrestling. Head over to BDARadio.com and check out all the latest news on UFC, Bellator, WWE, and much more. BDARadio.com is the boss, man. All right. Yeah? You like how, that? How awesome is that, by the way? That's that's really I mean, if we digress for one second here. Sure. It's pretty badass, right? But there's, the, I think they've taken back the the fact that they're main eventing. Well, I still think they're going to close the show, man. I think because now I think there's going to be a groundswell of like if they don't close the show, I think it's going to be a shitstorm. Yeah, I guess maybe fully announced it on yeah Facebook. Yeah, I think that maybe they want to surprise kind of... and. But I think that it's been out now that it's out there now. I think I mean I think they're closing the show, man. I th- I thought that all along. I think there's going to be a shitstorm if they don't have them close the show at this point. Because now it's in people's minds. I think they deserve to close the show. They're that was your hel- prediction last week too. Yeah, before any of this came out. Because I, I, if 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 the first ever women's Hell in a Cell match for the women's championship doesn't main event a split brand pay per view, when, whenever, when, when does it happen? Yeah, it's. I feel like if, if this moment isn't big enough to main event a pay per view, that's that's a that's a brand exclusive pay per view. It's not even a big four. It's a brand exclusive. 
I'm I'm not sure there's a moment that's going to come that that would justify a woman's main event. Uh, that's yeah. just my opinion. It's the first ever. There's there can only there can only be one first, right? I mean, th- this is it. The, the first time women are going into the Hell in a Cell. Uh, what a moment for for these two women. You know, one of which we know personally. Just awesome. I, I think I think it's a it's a big moment in wrestling. It's like. It's like the world is watching here. You know what I mean? Like it's right. it's one of those moments for WWE. To, they 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 always talk about breaking ground and 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 being at the forefront. And this is actually the opportunity for them to be at the forefront and and present something for the first time. You know, in in a big light. Like this is a big big opportunity for WWE. I think. This will probably make news too. This this would make yeah yeah. Like they, they've never I mean mainstream w- news. You know, professional wrestling has been around for how long? I mean. WWE has been around for how long and and now we're talking about you know finally women getting the spotlight and uh and having the chance to main event um, a, a pay-per-view I mean it's big news when the women main event raw so I mean now now this is this is the pay-per-view you know in a hell in a cell this is you know hell do it go for it WWE have the cojones to let these these women close the show yeah before we move on to the promo about nothing speaking of predictions Brian I'm on a Streak here of Tony S. Segways. This is a record, <laughs> I think. But uh, you also mentioned last week, maybe it wasn't last week, about Shawn Michaels being in uh, at the Royal Rumble. I don't know if it was last week. It was one of the last couple episodes where, yeah, I, I think I, I predicted, I think Shawn Michaels is going to come out of retirement. And I, my actual prediction was I thought he would be in the Royal Rumble match. But AJ Styles uh, shared something within the last couple days on Twitter. Just a, it looks like a WWE issued image of. AJ Styles staring eye to eye with Shawn Michaels with you know the San Antonio uh, landscape in the background. It says Royal Rumble underneath, and he says, you know, this looks kind of cool, doesn't it, or whatever he said on Twitter. And yeah, that I just, think it was fan made, right? That's been established now that it was fan made. Was it? I think so. It just it se- it seemed like a, you know a, a well. There's lots of talented graphic art right. artists out there. I might know one. Right, definitely. Very but, talented fella. <laughs> but for it, for it to be sent from AJ Styles' Twitter account, you you think I don't know. Well, yeah, no. I, I mean, I think it's you know, put it this way. I'm sure once it got out there, I'm not sure he was probably told to do that because if he wasn't, and he did it. I'm sure he'd been told to take it down. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That seemed um, like they that this was calculated. Yeah, and I think that's I mean. it's all going to be. It's always the same thing with that. I think WWE would take Shawn Michaels back. Anytime you ever want to come back and, and wrestle, I think it's it's always sounded like it's you know predicated on does Shawn Michaels want to come back and and wrestle or does he want to be that guy that actually lives up to his pro wrestling retirement? But at WrestleMania, he came out and he was in his wrestling gear and he looked great. Exactly, he's in great shape. And I and I know it's been a while since he's had a match, but I feel like Shawn Michaels could roll out of bed and and be half sleepy and have a match you're going to remember for a lifetime. You know, with broomstick, the old cliche. Like Shawn Michaels is phenomenal. Not, not, no, <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> and, and they need something to fill out. You know, sixty thousand seats in that arena. And if it's not going to be Goldberg, yeah. if Goldberg is happening sooner than that, and it's a one-off, then they need something to uh, put the butts in seats, if you will. Yeah, and, and Shawn Michaels will do it in his hometown. I think, uh, I think that would sell. That would help sell some of those sixty thousand tickets. Hey, maybe we'll go down, Mike. Huh? WPAN live Let's from the it. Royal Rumble. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if the missus will sign off on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we promised a pro about nothing about ten minutes ago now. So let's go from the South to the Great White North, Brian. It is the late nineteen eighties, and it is Stu Hart's Stampede Wrestling. Let's take a listen 
to this promo about nothing with the Zodiac and Jason the Terrible. Just that all members of the so-called Heart Mafia or Vice Busters <laughs> research the meanings of these words and study them well, because while Jupiter, Mercury, and Mars align themselves to form my powers into their most hideous extreme, these words shall define your futures. Bruce Hart, Brian Pillman, Bad Company. Feeling of being watched constantly. The heat that follows behind you everywhere you go is the ascending spirit of the beast snipping at your heels, and soon, soon its sharp dagger teeth shall sink into your flesh, ripping you to shreds. Corporal Kirshner, I suggest you don't let your overconfidence be the plight of your downfall. I'm sure you will find my powers and ability far more accomplished than those before me. And I have already executed a plan in which to discombobulate you. Oh, and heart! Again, I warn you that your impertinent youth is hurling you into a fate your innocence cannot conceive. Luke is angry and has told me Zodiac to order Jason the Terrible, the ultimate demon to show no mercy. The turned soul and spirit have become interblended in hopeless confusion, and it seems almost impossible to unravel the tangled skines of the various definitions. The soul is not the spirit, but is that by which the spirit is known. It is by the soul that we understand the nature and power of the spirit. Vice Busters, yes, you have spirit, but your souls, <laughs> your souls belong to us, the Legion of Doom, Jason, my pet, no mercy, no mercy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yes, Brian. No mercy. <laughs> Heal last. I was just saying that was. I was waiting for you to. Could you love it? And now we have heel moans. <laughs> ah! was, that, was that a machete? No, it looks like an axe handle. Because like he's like gripping. It. I was like, is he gripping the blade of what's supposed to be a machete? <laughs> I think it was just an axe handle. I don't think they would uh, get away with using a mach- actual machete. How, how many baby faces did they call out? They had, like, <laughs> the, the entire, entire Hart roster. Family, yes. Brian Pillman and uh, Bruce Hart were called Bad Company up there in in Stampede, and they were uh, calling out them. They were calling out the entire Hart Mafia. They were calling out Corporal Kirshner. Unbelievable. And Jason the Terrible, if you ha- haven't seen the video, um, 
first of all, it's a psychedelic, uh, trippy, you know, well, what's the, what's acid. The, what's the fella <laughs> from Memphis there that we had the promo? Uh... Tagar. Yeah, so I feel like Tagar would be like, like these, <laughs> he'd be in a stable with these guys. <laughs> the future six-man tag team champions. Yes, the uh, there's like trippy, like tracers, the entire promo. You have to go and check this out. Uh, the video link is in the description of this episode. You can go to BDARadio.com, the wrestling podcast about nothing page, and find it there. Yes, uh, Zodiac is the man doing all the talking. That's not Bruce Beefcake. I say, uh, who are these guys, Mike? Yes, uh, well, I don't know. Maybe we can get Big Woody to let us know. But Jason oh, the Terrible was a, a guy named Carl Moffat. I know that much. He was, uh, you know, a direct ripoff. He's in a hockey mask, uh, you know, Friday the 13th. Yeah, uh, where have I seen that before? <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> so uh, lots of words in this. Confusion, anarchy, genocide, Armageddon, defeat, lots of words of things and <laughs> war and peace and pain and all these things. Oh, apparently it was Barry Orton. Barry O? Yeah, that's what it says. You're kidding me. Huh? Wow. You, and you Big Woody, out? confirm this. Uh, confirm this for us. <laughs> yes, and uh, never has the word uh, discombobulate been used in a better way. I actually want to hear that part again. I love discombobulating in a promo. Listen to this. And I have already executed a plan in which to discombobulate you. No, nothing more intimidating than a man using the word discombobulate. <laughs> it's like he, he maybe he got off of a script or something like that because right afterwards he's like, I don't know what I'm saying next. That was a long promo. I just... Oh man, the cartoony days of uh, of wrestling. I'm I'm shocked that Stu Hart produced something like this. <laughs> and they call themselves the Legion of Doom, Brian. Did you hear that at the end? I the did, Legion yeah. of Doom. So uh, you know, maybe a more famous Legion of Doom. But that was actually was it ripped off from a comic book, The Legion of Doom? Is that or a movie? Yeah, they they were the uh, the villains that were opposing the Justice League. I think were the Legion of Doom. There you go. So ripped off from a ripoff. So there you go. Yeah, similar indeed. similar to the Kingpin. <laughs> so yes that is our promo about nothing for this week and uh, there's more of that coming next week all right mutual admiration society brian oh as named oh, by geez, I wonder if we're TK. Talk about checking the boots speaking of which <laughs> and speaking of checking the boots checking the boots podcast take a listen to them at referee tony s at chip k ctb chip did a great job uh, hosting solo but Referee Tony S. back this week, and we love those guys. They'll be covering uh, all the things that we're not covering in wrestling. So make sure you take a listen to Check in the Boots. You can find them iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, our buddies at the Hurricane Rana podcast, at the Hurricane Rana on Twitter. And, of course, they do their Facebook Live every Wednesday night. The Rundown Wrestling Podcast, we mentioned them earlier. Adam Salser, Jason Stewart, find them wherever you get your podcast, the new era podcast at the new era pod. And we have to talk about okay. Fabe, Brian. Okay. Fabe. He had the baby. Juliet was he born. Had the baby. That's news. <laughs> That's big news. <laughs> well, there's a new baby in his family, Brian born October 18th, baby Juliet. Everyone is doing well. And congratulations to Connor. Yes. Congratulations. And spend some money. Go to Pro Wrestling Tees. Buy a T-shirt. Okay, Help fade. him out. He's another yes. mouth to feed. Yes, indeed. Kids make aren't cheap. Make sure you do that. Congratulations once again to Connor, a.k.a. Okay, Fabe. A man walks into an arm bar, Brian. 
BDA Radio's MMA podcast hosted by Chad Alden and Paul St. Eamon Jr. You can find them wherever you get your podcasts, BDARadio.com. And last week on the show, Brian, they called us the wrestling podcast with a couple of nothings. Wow. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's time we take some business meetings, Mike. What do you think? Well. <laughs> 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 All right, moving on. <laughs> Brian, you are hitting the highways and byways, crisscrossing this great nation of ours, plying your trade as a professional wrestler, and give me them dates. Why well, hey, I got some big big uh Big business. Ooh, oh, how about that? Throw it up. Because of big business meetings uh, over the week and the weekend. So Yeah. How about that? Moving and shaking? Shaking and moving? Wow. All right. <laughs> but I'll return to action. Friday night, November the 4th, top rope promotions, Bridgewater Mass, taking on That's the- a special day. You know that, right? Nothing, nothing special to me. Oh, come on now. How dare you? What do you, what do you mean? November 4th? Yeah. Don't, nothing doesn't mean anything to me. It's a big day. <laughs> All right, it's, it's Crockett's fiftieth birthday, guys. <laughs> so on November fourth, be sure to send out some tweets to Mike. Happy, fi- happy, happy fiftieth! The big five uh. zero. You made it, buddy. <laughs> Over the hill. All right, go on, go on. I knew I'd regret that. <laughs> Top row promotions. I'm wrestling the Lumberjake, the hometown boy. Oh apparently, I'm told uh, this friggin' meatball. Uh, so excited to promote our match. He spells my name wrong. Uh, so I'm going to slap, uh, slap, slap you around a little bit. It's a S not I S you moron. Whoa. You spell the Kingpin's name, right? Holy Toledo. Jackass. But check out top row promotions. No, uh, Jake ass. <laughs> there you go. Right, uh, demolition is going to be there for this one. So, uh, the Axe and the Smasher? Yes. All right. So go check them out on, on Facebook and usually yeah, their tickets are available on brown paper tickets dot com. All right, Mike. And then. Sunday, November the 6th, mm-hmm. Beyond Wrestling, Tournament for Today, an event with matches like Zack Sabre Jr. versus Keith Lee, the final encounter of Brian Fury and Warbeard Hansen, oh. Donovan Dijak versus John Silver, Matt Riddle versus Chris Dickinson, taking a back seat to nobody on that, on that event is going to be me. Because I have, I don't think it's hyperbole to say Maybe the biggest match of my entire 15-year career. Really? Uh, Stepping into the ring with somebody who a lot of people think maybe is the best unsigned professional wrestler in the world. A a guy who uh, has been all over the place, (laughs) made a name for himself, continues to be one of the top names uh, on the independents. It's going to be. You ready? You ready for this? I'm strapped in. I'm sitting. You ready? It's going to be the Kingpin Brian Malonis Mm -hmm. versus Chris Hero. All right. How about that, huh? All right. How about that? 11-6, the Aurora Providence, Malonis versus Hero. I I can't tell you what the opportunity means to me uh, in a very real uh, sense. You know, just uh, what an opportunity to step into the ring with a guy. Uh, with a guy like Chris Hero uh, and show what I can do and hang with him. And so really excited about this match, Mike. Really excited about this match. Uh, and again, I don't think it's hyperbole to say probably the biggest match of uh, the last 15 years um, because it's something that um, when you wrestle a guy like Chris Hero and all the people that look at him and the way they look at him and the way he wrestles, um, so the opportunity to be in the ring and then and then also if, to get the visibility from wrestling a guy like him uh, for a company like Beyond Wrestling. 
just beyond um huh? 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 uh just so excited for this uh um so ecstatic for the opportunity uh so appreciative uh for the opportunity to go in there with Chris Hero uh so Better get uh, your tickets yes yeah, so get yeah get your tickets this is a the, uh, I will say the Aurora is a small venue and this I'm this is going to sell out uh so go to beyondwrestlingonline.com their oh, the new, new website? website yes their new website Get your tickets, you know, now. Get them in advance. Again, not just for my match, but, you know, all sorts of outstanding stuff on the show. I think I said Sammy Callahan is there. The Hit Squad. Chuck Taylor. Drew Gulak. You know, as I said, Brian Fury versus Warbeard Hanson. Just a a loaded card, man. (laughs) Just an unbelievable, uh, you know, card as Beyond always does. And uh, like I said, man, I'm going to kill it. And then uh, if you want... In a in a more character sense, it's gonna be well. Hey, Cassius Ono, I'm gonna I'm gonna Whoa. slap you around a little bit. Holy Moses! <laughs> Please don't tell him I said that. <laughs> All, right. All right, so everybody, get down to Providence. Uh, the following weekend, November the twelfth, the rematch. Uh oh. That Atlantic Pro Wrestling fans have been opining for. Oh, okay. The Kingpin Brian Malonis. And the juggernaut, John Poe. Whoa, battle of big men. Yes. I, I don't think I've wrestled anybody under 275 in like six months. Good. It's okay. Hey, promoters out there, I can wrestle guys that are that, that are less than 275. I'm just saying. Eh. I'm just saying. Who and wants then, to see that? And then, Mike, maybe after that, or check out AtlanticProWrestling.com uh, for all the details, tickets. Follow them on Twitter. Uh, please come check out the show, Mike Experience Atlantic Pro Wrestling Show. It's a fun time, good fun family entertainment. So come on out, uh, no and then doubt. Mike, probably my most important booking of the year. What? The following week. Okay, hit it. Yeah. Hit me with it. I will be boarding an airplane. What? And heading to right sunny Orlando, Florida. What? Mike, I am booked with Mickey Mouse. <laughs> <laughs> Disney World, here I come. Oh my goodness! I'm not even going to be around for the Survivor Series, Mike. What? You're going to have to find. Yeah, I, I. Sorry to spring this on you. You're going to have to find uh, a fill-in. A suitable replacement? Well, there's no such thing as a suitable replacement for the Kingpin, but I will be enjoying the. Lovely Florida weather, uh, visiting the Magic Kingdom, riding Space Mountain, not that ooh, Space Mountain. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you're going you're gonna to find somebody for uh, your Survivor Series recap episode. Oh, this is... This yeah, is... I sprung that on you right there. Damn it. But I, know, I knew I'd get you all, all excited about, uh, <laughs> about that because you usually uh, bury me for going to Disney World every year. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there are other places in the world, Brian. There are other places in the world. Yeah, Boston, right? Yes. <laughs> and then uh, I come back from Vic. I'm going to be a weary traveler, Mike. I'm going to land about 1 a.m. on my birthday, November 22nd. Hey, everybody, my birthday is November Ugh. 22nd, so if you want to send, uh, send me some well wishes, a gift or anything, just hit me up on Twitter. Let me know. Your 40th birthday. No, 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 no. 29, buddy. 29 again, huh? <laughs> <laughs> 29 and holding. <laughs> no, but I uh, so I get off a plane about about 1 a.m. I have a commitment uh, for about eight hours the next day, <laughs> and then that night I will be heading to South Boston for UFO wrestling oh. Thanksgiving Eve. It's a Thanksgiving Eve tradition with UFO. Uh, always a fun show. Uh, I will be locking horns for the first time ever Ooh. for the UFO Heavyweight Championship, which I've held for like 17 years now. I, I, I won it before I even got in the business. <laughs> <laughs> I will be defending against 
Teddy Goods. Wait, he's not over 275. I know. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to know how to wrestle a guy that's small anymore. Podcaster uh, versus podcaster. That's right. But uh, looking forward to that first time ever matchup. At least I think it is. I don't remember us ever wrestling. Uh, so if we did, I'm sorry, Teddy. I don't remember it. But wow. uh, looking forward to that show. Uh, find UFO Wrestling Boston on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, and come check out this great event. You got nothing going on the night before Thanksgiving. Come on and check this out. It's going to be a fun time. And then the next day you can stuff your face and watch football just like I'm going to do. Oh, my goodness. And that's my November, Mike. That's your November. Yeah. Brian Malonis at Comcast.net. If you'd like to get in contact with Kingpin about bookings or uh, at Brian Malonis on the Twitter. All right. And speaking of Twitter, you can interact with us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. We are at the WPAN on all social media platforms. And... Leave us a review on iTunes. We talked about it earlier. A t-shirt. The I'm a Pinhead t-shirt. You can win a t-shirt just by leaving. And an 8x10, Mike. Don't undersell oh, it. I'm sorry. Don't uh, A t-shirt combo pack. How about oh, that? Oh, by leaving a review on iTunes. Through the end of November, all you have to do is go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, and we will put all the people who do that into a hat. Pick a winner out at the end of November, and you will get the T-shirt and 8x10 combo package. So please go to iTunes and leave us a review. So all you have to do is just go do it and hope nobody else does. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Be the first. Finally, for more on the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, head over to your home for MMA and Wrestling Talk, BDARadio.com. Now, we will be back on Thursday with something extra, bonus audio for the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing, and of course, next Monday with episode 28. Till then, he's the Kink Bear by Malonis, I'm Mike Crockett, and thanks for nothing. <laughs>